It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Janice Dean. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, March 10th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. You've seen rows of tanks treading through Ukraine. You've heard explosions and have even seen refugees. But are you seeing what's become of Ukrainian children as Russia keeps making war against their homes and schools? People have remarked to me, they're amazing, aren't they? The children don't cry. They don't cry. It's a clear sign of trauma. This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. Two weeks ago, Ukrainian citizens listened to the news and worried about Russia. Today, more than two million have said goodbye to fathers, husbands, and brothers who must stay and fight, while they, Ukraine's mothers, sisters, grandmothers, daughters, have had to run, and with them are a million of Ukraine's children. Now, before reaching Poland, they travel through the city of Lviv. As you know, that's become a real harbor, a real jumping off point for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who have had to make that horrendous decision that they it's time to leave their homes and their jobs and usually a husband or, and a father as their, as their only way to keep a child safe, as their only way to know that child will be alive again. James Elder is with UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund. He's been in country since hostilities began and he's watched as these children, some too young to know what's going on, become displaced, transient, sometimes separated from family. And he's helping to keep them safe, to keep them fed. But it's only getting harder to do this work now that Russia is targeting civilians. James Elder joins us from Lviv. So I've spent my, my last 12 days talking to those families, hearing those stories, seeing that incredible strength, but, but seeing the sorrow and the, 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 the train station soaked with sorrow and stress. Um, as families try to get out. Um, so I've spoken to so many of those and watched UNICEF's response and at the same time, you know, seen with horror those people who can't get out, the children who can't get out, whether it's the attack yesterday in Mariupol or the children I see in hospitals. So that's been a glimpse of of the sort of two weeks, uh, the, the, my last two weeks. James, uh, we've seen a lot of pictures of children and mothers uh, trying to make their way uh, uh, west to, to Poland to get out of harm's way. They, As you mentioned, they're going without their fathers uh, because they have to stay and fight. Uh, when, when there is war like this, children historically have always been bearing this horrific burden. And we've I think uh, humanity has had to learn this lesson over and over again. And you work specifically uh, in these realms, and what do people need to know about what these children are, are going through right now? What what do they have to really put in their heads to understand this this type of impact? 
So I guess if you go back to where these children were three weeks ago, like every other child in the world, they, you know, they'd gone through COVID and time out of school and all the parents saw what that looked like. But they're, you know, regular kids. Mum's a physio, dad's a mechanic and so on. And they've got, you know, they go, they go to school and, and, and see friends and, and play soccer or whatever. And that, that's, they're having a childhood. And then suddenly in this moment, it was just turned on its head, literally as, as in, you know, in the capital. As a bombardment starts and suddenly schools out and these little boys and girls, the lesson today is this is what an air raid siren sounds like and jump out of your bed and, and run to a bunker. But it's, it's, it's not a lesson. It's not theory. It's very, very practical. So then children have done that and then they spend nights in a bunker. Some of them are bunkers, Evan. Let's be clear. So many of them are, are basements. Right. As a little girl said to me, her biggest fear was, was rats in the basement. So that's what these children then go through and then they see mum and dad stressed and make horrible decisions like we got to go and then they spend days traveling just a few hundred miles because of the traffic or the or the train and it's frigid it's below zero um and slowly they get more and more stressed and you see it in the children and then they become traumatized and people have remarked to me, oh, they're amazing aren't they the children don't cry they don't cry it's a clear sign of trauma so they'll be children still. You'll see them play at a train station quickly, little cute moments of happiness. But then again, they they realize it's another six hours at the train station. This has now gone on for four days. They haven't eaten properly. Mum is now in tears because she hasn't spoken to her husband. She doesn't know where he is. Day after day goes like this. Or the little girl who said to me, I don't know the name of my village, but I love it there. And I don't know the name of the country I'm going, but I don't want to go there. All my friends are here. So it's just these lessons that children should never have to embark on. And they're still going through it. There's still children in those bunkers now, children trying to get across the border now, or children in these third countries being welcomed, but going, what, what on earth is going on? Where's my dad? You know, where's my dog? Um, and, and where am I? What do organizations like the uh, like UNICEF do for these children? There are, first of all, there are so, so many of them. I mean, we know that two million plus people have evacuated and uh, about half of them not adults. Uh, but what what do we do for them? Obviously, they can't just simply find a new house and new community and, and live in a, a peaceful, go back to that peaceful life of going to school and, and having friends and whatnot. This is uh, completely upsetting to their childhood. So what do what do you do for them? What do we do for them? How, how do we handle this? It's a it's a great it's a great question. That going back to a normal child life, I get that's that's our goal. That's UNICEF's goal because the sooner they get back to anything resembling that, the sooner we get a chance to kind of end the trauma and them not to be another nation scarred. So, what do what do we do? I go back one moment if I can. I'm always a bit loath on numbers because I don't know they right. become meaningless after a while. But a million kids, it's it's unprecedented. It's mind boggling to to give your listeners a. The, that Syrian crisis, when this, which became a refugee crisis across Europe, in 18 months after the fighting started, there was about 300,000, give or take, 300,000 refugees in 18 months coming across, trying to get out of their war-torn country. Two million people here in 12 days, a million kids in 12 days. So that's what we're dealing with. What do we do? It's everything. What we do is, you know, emergency medical supplies and surgical equipment and emergency water to those children still stuck or still in Ukraine. That's very critical. And then those who have, because, you know, there's still seven million, six and a half million there. Um, and then those who have got out. 
first stop is on the way. So UNICEF has things called blue dots, and they're just they're tented spaces, they're safe spaces where children can go, breathe for a moment, families can breathe, they're warm. Do some, to have, have some play time. Mums can find out about what's next on the journey. Get information is so critical and we link with that. One thing UNICEF does is, yeah, we're on the ground, but we can also speak to a minister or a municipality. We're not there to try and create a whole new structure in these European places. It's about finding out what's there and helping that expand quickly. So it's about tracking and tracing kids. Kids are getting separated, a million children. We've got to find ways. Where's your family? Where's someone and auntie? So tracking and tracing is what we do and it's a lot easier these days with technology. Then it's about working with those local councils who are being bombarded. Right, okay, how do we now turn your school into taking 2,000 kids from 2,000 children to three and a half? So across all these levels of working with what's there, with all our know-how, you do you need an extra 50,000 education kids? We call them school in a box. They literally, they really are. Do you need those? Right, okay. As I said, luckily, we've got the biggest humanitarian supply hub on the planet in Copenhagen, not too far away. So it's that. But it's also, I've got to be, you know, I've got to be candid. As long as this conflict continues, as long as this war continues and these indiscriminate attacks continue, this is triage. You cannot, the, the demand that is required from these families uh, can't, can't be met until well, stop the missiles, but at the very least give us humanitarian corridors to meet those other six and a half million children. You've been listening to our conversation with James Elder of the United Nations Children's Fund, or UNICEF, on the ground in Lviv in Ukraine, on the Fox News rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more straight ahead. James, you, you mentioned the indiscriminate attacks. Uh, there was just recently a, uh, a bombardment of a uh, children's and women's hospital uh, in Ukraine. Russia is now denying it was them, but uh, the, the the evidence points to otherwise. Uh, I think something that would always frighten everyone is that their traditional and honorable rules of engagement are not being followed. And if there's a big uh, tented space that, that has the words UN on it, it, it's not necessarily something that the Russian military will avoid and uh, maybe even target. Uh, that's a very real danger. And, and can you speak to that, please? Because that, that obviously impacts your work, uh, and it's something that a lot of people need to realize. Yeah, I, I think that speaking clearly within what, what we would call international humanitarian law that you, you reference, reference there, um, I think those rules have been broken in, you know, from, from Syria to, to Yemen in, in multiple places, unfortunately, to the horrible detriment of kids. And now, as you say, you see another attack on a civilian, a civilian infrastructure yesterday, a hospital. You know, I, again, to, sorry, I get exasperated by what they see there to, you know, a place where women should be safe, that having that moment of like, oh, that's a pretty amazing moment for, for a woman becoming a mother for the first time. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you're being bombed so that it breaches so much international humanitarian law we keep seeing attacks on civilian and civilian infrastructure at the same time humanitarian workers need to be able to do their job um, that's so important whether it's just water trucking with people or whether it is getting those medical supplies you know whether it is reaching a maternity hospital they must be safe now for me my personal experience is i have faith in that system i have to I have faith in those security people who say right it's safe to go and you go in but of course it's a perpetual concern because yeah it's that 
you know, the um, the blue of the UN uh, was was the best protection you would ever have, and and I'm, I'd love to think that will stay the case here, but that has not been the case in other conflicts. Um, so we have to hope that that is not the situation, and those people who wield power um, respect respect that, so that you know humanitarian workers can be humanitarian workers and reach children. People will be listening, and they'll be wondering, well, what can I do from over here in the United States? What can they do? Is is the, obviously probably the easiest thing is to make some sort of donation somehow. That the money money is always what helps. But what what literally can people do in this case? Yeah, look, I think it's still a great question. Yes, I, I would sometimes love to, to have an answer that wasn't money. U, the UNICEF, there's other organizations. Make sure they're on the ground. Make sure they've got a presence so they're buying locally and they've got supply chains so they buy cheaply. Um, so, yeah, UNICEFUSA.org. If you've got a few dollars, we, we don't have a magic pot of money. It's all donor-funded. It comes from, you know, mums and dads and donors. And equally, potentially, just, just to be aware of what people are going through. I haven't met a single person who wants to leave their country you know we see that with migration and they they do add value to communities and society they 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 are forced from their homes so i guess just that open-heartedness and tolerance to understand what's happening to 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 other people um always makes a difference james elder with unicef the united nations children's fund speaking to us from lviv in ukraine thank you so much for being with us on the fox news rundown war on ukraine pleasure thanks for the interest good to good to talk You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.